0: Smilla, Rahman Rahim, Alhamdulilla, Hirobil Alamin, Osolla, who was Sella Mora, Kala, Nabina, Mohammed, or Ali, he was Sahbi, Ejmain, Robbishrahli, Sodri, or Yesirli, Emri, Wahlu, Rok, the Tamil Lisani of Kahu Kauli, Allahumma Alimna and Fauna, and Fana Bima Alamtena, or Zidna Ilma. Last week we spoke about the Treaty of Hudabia, and that was a treaty that was made between the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Quraysh after the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his companions went towards Mecca with the intention of performing Umrah but the Quraysh did not allow them to come into Mecca and make Umrah and they decided to negotiate an agreement and that agreement was known as Sulh Al hudaybiyah the Treaty of al hudaybiyah and from the conditions of that treaty there were some certain points that were agreed upon and from these points these conditions was that the Muslims this year they must return to Medina they cannot make Umrah this year but they can come next year and make Umrah so that was one of the conditions that the Muslims will not be allowed to make Umrah this year. They will have to go back to Al-Madinah. But next year they will be allowed to come and make Umrah. Also from the conditions of the Treaty of al hudaybiyah was that there will be no fighting, no war between the Prophet ﷺ and the Quraysh for a period of 10 years. So for a period of 10 years there will be peace. Between the Prophet and Quraysh. So, Quraysh will not attack the Prophet and the Prophet will not attack the Quraysh for a period of 10 years. Also, from the conditions of this agreement, was that whichever tribe wants to enter into an alliance with the Prophet Muhammad, they may do so. And whatever tribe wants to enter into an alliance with the Quraysh, they may do so. So, regarding this condition, the tribe of Khuzāa, they aligned themselves with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi and the tribe of Banu Bakr, they aligned themselves with the Quraysh. Also, from the conditions of this treaty, was that anyone who becomes a Muslim in Mecca and escapes from Makkah and goes to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in al-Madinah. That the Prophet ﷺ must send this person back to the Quraish. But on the other hand, any Muslim who leaves Islam and leaves Medina and goes back to Mecca and goes back to the Quraysh, the Quraysh they do not have to send this person back to the Prophet. ﷺ. So anyone who escapes from Mecca as a Muslim and goes to Medina, the Prophet ﷺ has to send them back to Mecca, send them back to the Quraysh. But on the other hand, if somebody leaves Islam from Medina and goes back to Mecca, then the Quraysh are allowed to keep this person and they don't have to send him back to Al-Medina. So this was one of the conditions uh, that many of the companions felt uncomfortable with. They felt that this condition was not fair and that the Quraysh were getting the upper hand. But Allah is the best of planners. And Allah's plan always Turns out to be good for the believers. So we will see, inshallah, how this condition was in favor of the Muslims and it was harmful to the kuffar. We'll see how this worked out at the end, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called this treaty, the Sulh al Hudaybiyah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said regarding it, Inna fatahna laka fatham Surely we have granted you a clear victory. Surely we have granted you a clear victory. So the Sulh al hudaybiyah was a victory for the Muslims, a great victory for the Muslims. Even though looking at the terms, many of the companions didn't understand how this treaty was actually something that was beneficial for the Muslims and it is something that was actually detrimental to the Kuffar. So why was this treaty called fat? Mubeen, a clear victory. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala call it a clear victory? Because it opened the doors for the Muslims to spread Islam without being under constant threat by the Quraysh. Now the Muslims, alhamdulillah, they're free to give da'wah in peace and they don't have to worry about the Quraysh trying to harm them or trying to stifle their efforts. And if you think about it, from the beginning of the revelation, from when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi first received revelation in the cave of Hira in Mecca, up to this point, the Treaty of Al-Hudaybiyyah, how many years had passed? So the Treaty of Hudaybiyyah was in the sixth year of the Hijrah. Six years after the Hijrah of the Prophet Sallallahu And before the Hijra, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi spent 13 years Giving da'wah in Mecca. So from the initial revelation of iqra, Bismi Khalaq, all the way to this point, the Treaty of Al Hudaybiyah, there was a period of 19 years 13 years in Mecca and 6 years in Medina. 19 years. 19 years. And how many Muslims accompanied the Prophet ﷺ to Hudaybiyah? 1400 Muslims now after the treaty was made that was the sixth year of the hijrah after this treaty within two years in the year eight of the hijrah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was the conquest of Mecca, the Fath of Mecca, where the Muslims finally gained control of Mecca. and how many companions accompanied the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he came into Mecca as a victorious leader in the year 8 of Hijrah, just two years after the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. How many com- uh, companions accompanied the Prophet Sallallahu for the fatah of Mecca? 10,000. So in 19 years, there were 1,400 companions who accompanied the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi to Hudaibiyya. And then after that treaty, within the next two years, at the Fath of Makkah, there were 10,000 companions with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So see how Islam spread in this short span of two years after the Treaty of Hudaybiyyah. So surely it was a clear victory. إِنَّا Fatahna لَكَ Fatham Surely we have granted you a clear victory. So The Treaty of Hudaybiyyah was a great victory for the Muslims and it opened the doors of da'wah so that the Muslims could spread this religion in peace. Now, remember, the last condition that we mentioned of the treaty was that anyone who comes to Medina, anyone from the Quraysh, who becomes a Muslim and he flees from Mecca and he seeks refuge in Medina with the Prophet the Prophet has to send. This person back. And remember, we spoke about Abu Jandal who escaped Mecca and he sought refuge with the Muslims while they were still at Hudaybiyah, just after the conditions were agreed to. Very shortly after the conditions were agreed to, the first test came. Abu Jandal, who was a Muslim, he escaped from Mecca and he reached the Muslims at Hudaybiyah. And this was just after the conditions had been agreed to. So the Prophet ﷺ sent him back in accordance with the terms that were agreed upon. And of course Abu Jandal, he was very sad that he was being sent back. But the Prophet ﷺ told him, Ya Aba Jandal, isbir wahtasib, la'alla Allah yaj'alulaka wa li ashabika Oh Abu Jandal, be patient and seek reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the difficulty that you are going through. Perhaps Allah will make a way out for you and your companions. Perhaps Allah will make a way out for you and your companions. So Abu Jandal, he was sent back. And remember these words of the Prophet. وسلم, Perhaps Allah will. Make a way out for you and your companions. Perhaps there will be another solution for you and your companions. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take you out of your distress in another way. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did exactly that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Abu Jandal and everyone else who was in his situation, he made a way out for them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a way out for them through a man named Abu Basir. Abu Basir Utbah ibn Usaid He was a great hero and he was a great warrior. So what is his story? So a short time after the Muslims returned to Medina from Hudaybiyah, after making the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, the Muslims returned to Medina, a Muslim named Abu Basir from Mecca, he escaped Mecca, And he fled to Medina. And he didn't know about the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, And he didn't know about the conditions of the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. He didn't know that if he goes to Medina, that under the conditions of the treaty, that the Prophet ﷺ would send him back to Mecca. He didn't know about this. So he reached Medina. And soon after he reached Medina, two of the kuffar of the Quraysh who were chasing him, they arrived in Medina to take him back. So these two disbelievers from the Quraysh, they said to the Prophet ﷺ, Ya Muhammad, we have a treaty, we have an agreement, you have to send Abu Basir back with us. And the Prophet ﷺ said, yes, you can take him. So of course Abu Basir, he was distressed about this because he didn't know about this treaty and he didn't know about this condition. And he didn't know that the same thing had happened to Abu Jandal before him. So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to Abu Basir in this situation of distress, he said to Abu Basir the same thing that he said to Abu Janda. He said, Be patient and seek reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this hardship that you are going through. Perhaps Allah will make a way out for you and your companions. So Abu Basir, he left with these two disbelievers of the Quraysh taking him. So they took him and they started to head back towards Mecca. They stopped at Dhul Huleifa. This is just about seven miles away from the center of Medina. They stopped at Dhul Huleifa to rest. These two Kuffar of the Quraysh with Abu Basir. So when they stopped at Dhul Huleifa to rest, Abu Basir saw an opportunity to escape. And he was able to take the sword of one of those men. And he killed that man with his own sword. And now Abu Basir has the sword and now there's only one of the disbelievers who is with him. And when he saw what happened to his companion, when he saw Abu Basir kill his friend, he ran away. And where is the closest place that he can run away to for protection, the closest city? It's Medina. So this Kafir from the Quraysh, he ran away. And Abu Basir is chasing him with the sword. And this man, he ran to Medina. And he went to the masjid of the Prophet wasallam. And when he reached the masjid, he said, Abu Basir has killed my companion and now he's going to kill me. And soon after, Abu Basir actually arrived. And the Prophet wasallam told Abu Basir don't kill him leave him so now that this disbeliever from the Quraysh was safe and he knew that Abu Basir would not kill him he said to the Prophet sallallahu again ya Muhammad you have to send him back with me because this is our agreement but then Abu Basir said ya Rasulallah you already fulfilled your agreement I came to seek protection with you in Medina and according to the agreement that you have with them, you sent me back with them. And I escaped on my own. So now, this has nothing to do with the treaty anymore. You did your part, Ya Rasulullah. And the Prophet wasallam agreed. He said, yes. I did what I had to do. My agreement was that I would send him back. I sent him back. Now you lost him. That's your problem. So now, Abu Basir has an opportunity. So Abu Basir, he said to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, "Ya Rasulullah, can I stay here in Medina?" And the Prophet sallallahu said, "No. If you stay in Medina, then you are under my governance. And if you are under my governance, then the rules of the treaty it will apply to you, and I will have to send you back." So then Abu Basir said, "Okay. Then can I go to any other place where I choose?" And then the Prophet sallallahu alaihi said to him, "Untawazak." Yes, you are free to do so. That's up to you. Then Abu Basir, he said, Okay, I will go to another place and I will fight the kuffar. I will fight them because I am not bound by the terms of the treaty. The Muslims of Medina under the Prophet wasallam, they are not allowed to fight the Quraysh and the Quraysh are not allowed to fight them. But Abu Basir, now he is not bound by the terms of this treaty. So he said, Okay, I will go somewhere else and I will fight the kuffar because I am not bound by the terms of this treaty so this was very smart thinking on behalf of Abu Basir he knew that he was not bound by the terms of this treaty so he knew that he could use that to his advantage and he could continue fighting against the Quraysh and if he could gather some more people with him who are in the same situation then they could form a group to fight the Quraysh because they were not bound by that treaty. So when the Prophet heard this and he heard this plan of Abu Basir, he said, "Ya ummi musa'iru harbin, law kana ma'ahu rijal. He said, "Okay, this man he can start a blazing war against the kuffar if only he had some men with him." So Abu Basir. He decided that's exactly what he would do. So he went to Al Is, Al Is, and we spoke about this before. The Prophet had once sent an expedition to Al Is. Al Is is a place that the Quraysh would pass by on their way to Syria to do business. It was on the way to Syria, so they would go to Syria and do business, and then they would come back from Syria, going back towards Makkah. They would pass through. This area called Al-Is. And Al-Is was an area that was full of mountains and caves. right? So it was easy for people to hide in those caves and ambush any caravans that were coming forth. So this is where Abu Basir decided to make his base. He went to Al-Is and he knew that this was a trade path that the Quraysh would constantly pass through. And he knew that this was a place where he could ambush those caravans and he could fight the Quraysh. soon after that after abu basir set himself up in al is abu jandal abu jandal was able to escape mecca again remember abu jandal he's the one who went to hudaybiyah to seek protection from the muslims and he was sent back now abu jandal was able to escape mecca again and he didn't go to medina because he knew that if he would go to medina then according to the terms of the agreement, the Prophet ﷺ would have to send him back. So he didn't go to Medina. Where did he go? He went to Al-Is and he joined Abu Basir. And this became the thing now. Any Muslim who escapes from Makkah, they're not going to Medina now. They're going to Al-Is. And they join Abu Basir and his group in Al-Is. So eventually, they were able to form a group of 70 men. 70 men there in Al-Is. And whenever a caravan of the Quraysh would pass, Abu Basir and his men they would ambush and they would attack that caravan because they were not bound by the terms of the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. So they were free to do this. So the Quraysh they suffered greatly because of this. They were suffering badly because of this. They were losing their business and they were losing their trade with, with Syria. So they sent a messenger to the Prophet. ﷺ, the Quraysh, they sent a messenger to the Prophet ﷺ in Al-Madina. And they said to the Prophet Sallallahu Ya Muhammad, what about the treaty we have? Abu Basir and his men, they're attacking us and they're ambushing us. What about the treaty between us? And the Prophet Sallallahu replied to them, I am abiding to the terms of the treaty. So they said, what about Abu Basir and his group? They're attacking our caravans. And the Prophet Sallallahu reminded them that when he came to me, when Abu Basir came to me, I sent him back with you. And then, He was able to escape again. That's on you. You are the ones who lost him. That's your problem. And then he went and he formed his own group. And those people who are with Abu Basir, they are not under my governance. They are not under the rule of the Prophet in Medina. So the Prophet told these people, They are not under my governance. So the treaty does not apply to them. The treaty only applies to me and those who are under my governance so the Quraysh said okay so what if we decide to fight Abu Basir and his group they're ambushing us they're attacking our caravans what if we fight them then the Prophet sallallahu said if you choose to fight them if you fight them I will not get involved this will be between you and them so the Quraysh said okay and they prepared an army to go to Al-Is to fight Abu Basir and his army so when the army of the Quraysh arrived at Al-Is Abu Basir and his group of men they did not confront them head-on they did not confront the army of the Quraysh head-on because they were outnumbered the Quraysh had a big army and Abu Basir he didn't have that many men so instead of confronting them head-on Abu Basir and his people they hid in those caves and they used guerrilla warfare tactics to attack the Quraysh so not as one army but small groups hiding in the caves and ambushing when they get a chance so they used the tactics of guerrilla warfare instead of doing a normal conventional type of war and the Quraysh were not able to resist this and they suffered heavy losses they were not able to defeat Abu Basir and his companions so now when the Quraysh couldn't do anything to stop abu basir and his people even though they tried to do whatever they could their trade and their business with syria was suffering greatly and their economy was very very devastated because of this so abu basir and his companions they saw the effect that they were having on the Quraysh, and they saw that the Quraysh were suffering badly because of what was happening so they thought to themselves and they consulted amongst themselves abu basir and his group They said, Look, if we tell the Prophet to negotiate with Quraysh, to negotiate with Quraysh to cancel the condition, to cancel that condition that Muslims who escaped from Mecca to Medina have to be sent back. Now, the Quraysh, they will probably agree because they see that they are the ones who are suffering because of this condition. Because we can't go to Medina and live with the Prophet peacefully. We are here in Al-Is and we are fighting the Quraysh. But if we are allowed to go and live with the Prophet ﷺ in peace without fear of being sent back, then the Quraysh, they will benefit from this because we're not going to be fighting them anymore. So this is what they thought and they said, okay, we should send a message to the Prophet ﷺ in al Medina to negotiate with the Quraysh and see if they will be willing to cancel this condition. So... Abu Basir he sent a messenger to Medina asking the Prophet ﷺ to start these negotiations with the Quraysh that if they cancel the condition that Muslims who escape from Mecca and go to Medina must be sent back, then the Muslims of Al is the group of Abu Basir, they will end their fighting with the Quraysh and they will go to Medina and they will live peacefully in Al-Madina. So this would be a win-win for both sides. It would be beneficial for the Quraysh because then they can resume their trade to Syria and they can get their economy back on track. And it'll be a win for the Muslims as well, because Abu Basir and the people of Al is they can go to Medina and they can live peacefully with the Prophet, ﷺ, which is all that they want. So it's a win-win on both sides. So the Prophet sallallahu agreed with this and he tried to negotiate this with the Quraysh But at first the Quraysh they refused. Because they thought that this would be a sign of weakness if they agree to make a concession. So they refused at first. So when they refused, then Abu Basir and his group, they decided to step up their aggression towards the Quraysh. They took their aggression on the Quraysh to the next level. So now, instead of only ambushing the business trade caravans, that the Quraysh had with Syria, instead of only ambushing the business and trade caravans, now Abu Basir and his group started also ambushing the food caravans. The caravans of food that they would take back to Mecca. Now Abu Basir and his group were attacking those caravans as well. And the result of that was that a famine started in Mecca. There was not enough food in Mecca for the people to even eat that's how much the Quraysh started to suffer and the Quraysh they sent army after army after army to try to destroy the group of Abu Basir but they failed every time so finally after trying whatever they could and failing the Quraysh (coughs) the Quraysh finally realized that the deal that the Prophet had presented to them to cancel the condition that was their best option so Abu Sufyan himself led a delegation from the Quraysh and they went to Al-Madinah to discuss this with the Prophet sallallahu So Abu Sufyan and this delegation they met with the Prophet sallallahu and they said to him ya Muhammad they begged him to cancel the condition. They begged him please cancel this condition. Anyone who leaves Mecca and wants to join you, he can stay with you. You don't have to send him back. Please cancel this condition. And the Prophet ﷺ, he agreed, and the condition was cancelled. And now the Muslims in Mecca could make hijrah to the Prophet ﷺ in Al Medina without fear of being sent back to the Quraysh in Mecca. So now what do we see from this? What do we learn from this? That condition that seemed to be in favor of the kufar of the Quraysh and it seemed to be against the Muslims in actuality what did it turn out to be it turned out to be in favor of the Muslims and it turned out to be harmful and detrimental to the Quraysh this is the planning of Allah they plan and Allah plans but Allah is the best of planners something that really looked like it was an unfair advantage to the kuffar Instead, it turned out being an advantage for the Muslims, and it turned out to be something that was destructive to the kuffar. So this is the planning, the perfect planning of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So now that the Quraysh had agreed to drop this condition, they actually begged the Prophet to drop this condition. After the agreement was made and the condition was dropped, the Prophet he sent a letter to Abu Basir and his people. And he said in this letter, you can leave Al-Is. You can leave Al-Is and you can come back to Medina. You can come back to Medina. So the Muslims of Al-Is, when they received this letter from the Prophet they were overjoyed. They were so happy. We get to go back to medina we get to spend our time with the messenger of allah we get to pray behind the messenger of allah we get to be in the blessed company of the messenger of allah they were so happy they were overjoyed that now they could go back to medina and live with the prophet in peace but when that letter arrived abu basir the leader of this group the hero the warrior this great man by the time the letter arrived Abu Basir was on his deathbed he was about to pass away so Abu Jandal he gave the letter to Abu Basir Abu Basir is on his deathbed and Abu Jandal he presents the letter of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to Abu Basir and Abu Basir he looks at the letter and he kisses the letter and he puts it on his chest He looks at the letter and he kisses it and he puts the letter on his chest and he passes away. So he didn't get to go back to al Madina. He didn't get to see the Prophet wasallam again. He died there in Al-Is. But because of his efforts, those Muslims of Al-Is, they were able to return to Al-Madinah and live with the Prophet wasallam and spend their time in the blessed company of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi. So this is the story of Abu Basir and the Jais al the army of al-Is. And Abu Basir was a great hero and he was a great warrior of the Muslims. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought so much benefit to the Muslims through this man. So inshallah, next week we will continue with the seerah and we will talk about the conquest of Khaybar inshallah. With الله والله أعلم. صلى الله are the one على the one who is the one